This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. And now your host, he would love for you to connect with him on LinkedIn. He's my dad, Brandon Byrne. Hello, Chamber Champions. Welcome to Chamber Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Burton, and it is my goal to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your Chamber members and your community. Our title sponsor for this episode is Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions. Is your Chamber struggling to drive the revenue it needs to support your initiatives? It's a common problem, and one that our new title sponsor, Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions, knows a lot about. Doug and Bill Holman aren't just sales consultants, they're real-life chamber guys with 20-plus years of chamber leadership experience. They know how to diagnose and solve member recruiting issues faster and better than anyone else, and they're ready to put that knowledge to work for you and your chamber. Call the Holman Brothers today at 619-852-852. 1391 or check them out at holmanbros.com. That's H O L M A N B R O S.com. Our guest for this episode is Holly Allen. Holly is the Vice President of Marketing and Communications at the Dayton Area Chamber of Commerce in Ohio. As Vice President of Marketing and Communications, Holly oversees the overall branding of the chamber and its programs, as well as the communication with its members and beyond. In addition, Holly leads the promotion of the Chamber events and initiatives and works closely with local media outlets to ensure the Dayton region's business community has a voice. Holly came to the Chamber from WDTN-TV in October 2014. There, she served as anchor of Two News Today and reported on Dayton area news stories, earning an Enterprise Reporting and two Broadcast Writing Awards from the Associated Press in 2011 and 2012. Holly was named one of Dayton Business Journal's 40 Under 40 in 2015. She earned her BA in Telecommunications with a news focus at Ball State University. I'm excited to have Holly with us today here on Chamber Chat Podcast. Holly, welcome to the show. If if you would, take a moment to say... Hello to all the chamber champions that are out there listening and share something interesting about yourself so we can get to know you better. <laughs> That's not so easy to do, to share something <laughs> interesting. Well, first of all, uh, hello, Brandon and, and all the listeners, and thank you so much for uh, thinking of me and having me on the podcast today. I'm really excited about the conversation um, today and um, how cool is it to be able to talk uh, purely chamber matters because it seems like uh, chambers of commerce are so unique that it's only people who've been in it who understand what it's like to work for a chamber of commerce. So I appreciate this podcast quite a bit. Um, so when I think about what's interesting about me, probably the most, you know, you mentioned my background in journalism. So um, that gives you an idea of what my skill set was coming into the chamber. But um, one of the things most recently that was interesting was that my family and I, um, were living in China at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, for my husband's job, we had moved there and I was continuing to work part-time for the chamber from the other side of the globe until we started to get word of this little virus that was spreading around uh, China and and made it back to Dayton, Ohio. So that was quite an experience and something that um, I will always remember 
<laughs> I bet that would be quite the unique experience and to be there on the, the front line, so to speak. As yes. A, yeah. As the, uh, who, who would have guessed it would turn into what it is now? So absolutely. Here we are. <laughs> wow. Well, share with us a little bit about the Dayton Chamber, just so we can get to know a little bit of perspective as we get into our discussion today and, and kind of let us know about the, the size, staff, budget, that sort of thing to kind of set the table for our discussion. Sure. Yeah. Um, so the Dayton Area Chamber of Commerce is the regional chamber in um, Dayton, Ohio, which is in Southwest Ohio. Um, we're about an hour from the Indiana line and where we are pretty close. Our metro area butts up to Cincinnati, um, their metro area. And where we've got some areas that both of us cover in between the two, the two metro regions. So our chamber is one of the oldest in the country. It was founded in 1907. We've been around for a really long time. So we have a well-established brand in the Dayton region. We serve 2,200 members currently across nine counties. So that's surrounding the Dayton metro area. Um, our budget is about $3 million annually, um, although we do have a foundation um, that, that works, you know, kind of in tandem on some of our initiatives here at the chamber. It's, it's called the um, Education, Public Education Improvement Fund. Don't quote me. It's EPI. That's what we call it. We yeah. call it EPI. Um, so um, very well established Chamber of Commerce. And, you know, we've, we, we have initiatives, especially in diversity, equity, and inclusion. We do a lot of work in workforce. Um, and kind of from an internal perspective, we're going through some transitions because we had the same president and CEO for 26 years and he retired last August. So we are welcoming a new leader. He's been with our chamber uh, for about 16, 16 years. I think that's right. His name's Chris Kirshner. So he's been around, but he is new to the position of president and CEO. And, um, you know, when you've had someone in charge for so, so long, who was so well known in the community and, and had really set his path for our chamber, um, it's it's a whole new day at the Dayton Area Chamber of Commerce. So that gives you a little bit background on who we are and what we do. Absolutely. At least it's good to know that Chris has some longevity there at the chamber too. So that, that yes. seems to be the trend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, it was, we were really pleasantly surprised when he got, got the position, you know, he, he fully earned it. Um, he has a really great vision for where he wants our organization to go and how he wants us to support the business community. So it's been, it's been fantastic, but as you can imagine, it's, it's a lot of change when we weren't used to change. So. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to get into our topic of discussion today around marketing thought leadership as we kind of had some back and forth before, you know, leading up to the podcast, to this recording. Um, I thought this is a really interesting topic. So I'm excited to, to dive into it and, and get a little bit more of the, the meat and meaning behind that and how you guys are, are marketing thought leadership there at the Dayton Chamber. And we'll get into this discussion as soon as we get back from this quick break. Are you looking for a year-round affordable and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. Build a custom Eat, Shop, Play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar. Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, 
and other resources to promote the event. Run a Small Business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts. Allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. Please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. All right, Holly, we're back. Uh, as I mentioned before the break, we're talking today about marketing thought leadership. So I thought I'd hand it over to you and, and share <laughs> with us what means, you guys right? were doing there. Well, I, I know a little bit about what you're talking about, but yeah, tell us what that means from your perspective and, you know, from the, the marketing, you know, specifically there at your chamber, how you're using that thought leadership to really showcase your members. Sure. Yeah. Well, Brandon, when you and I talked about this, this is something that I took on early on when I started, you talked a little bit about my history. So coming into my position um, with, you know, 10 plus years as a journalist behind me, um, I felt like a fish out of water. (laughs) Uh, You know, the, the whole, like I said, the chamber of commerce universe is so, is so different than anything I had experienced. And so when I took a look at what our strategy was, I, I said, okay, initially, where can I plug in my skill set as a storyteller? What you know, where can we plug that into the needs of our members and and what we're doing as a chamber? So, when you say thought leadership, my take on that was, in in public relations, what you want to do is position your organization as an expert in whatever field, right? And so, as a chamber of commerce, we have access to experts in in every business topic you can think of, and. Um, one of the things we can do for our members is serve as a reliable source of, of information that they can use in their businesses. And so the idea is to marry the two, the need and the access we have as a chamber. And so we redid our website. Um, this was back in 2016, 2017. Um, and one of the things I did was add kind of a, a new, we call it a news section. You can call it whatever, but Um, And we wanted to use that space for original content. We um, at our chamber, my team, there are three of us in the marketing and communications department. And knowing that we have limited resources, we can't be creating all of that content for our members. So it was about tapping into the experts we have available and asking them to provide articles, blog posts, whatever you want to call them, um, on topics that our members could then take information away and put it to use. And it turned into over the years, it is a member benefit. Now it was woven into the tiers of our membership where we say to our members, if you want to um, submit one of these articles on whatever topic it is that you find your, you have experts in, then that is, that is part of the upper level tiers because they're getting exposure out of it. Our members are getting useful information and we are the hub uh, that's connecting it all together. I love that. And this parallels so well. Um, so obviously with the podcast, um, I've, I've <laughs> right? had several chambers. That's, what you come, do. <laughs> that's right. I, that's what I do. Uh, and you're taking what, you know, your knowledge and your background and applying it there at the chamber. But especially since the pandemic, I've had chambers reaching out to me about, podcasting, you know, they Mm -hmm. see that as a valuable way of being able to tell stories. 
And, but they get overwhelmed with the idea of coming up with the content. And it's like, you know what, you don't need to create all the content. You have valuable resources throughout your community, interview your members, tell their stories, tell how the chambers benefited them as a business, but then you can monetize it like you are with the membership tier, you know, make that be a level in your membership and absolutely, and, and maybe not to start off, but once it gets some feet and it starts to grow and, and go, absolutely. You can make that, you know, you can monetize that in multiple different ways. Right. So I love that well, you guys are doing that. You can attest. I mean, you know, putting together a podcast is a heck of a lot of work. So, <laughs> so anything you can take off your plate, but I do want to, you, you kind of made me think about when you mentioned the pandemic, because this was something that it was eye-opening for us when we went into COVID that we started hearing from our members that they were, um, you know, a time of such uncertainty, things were changing so quickly, put yourself in the, in the shoes of a business owner and they didn't know where to turn for reliable information. And we started hearing more and more from our members that they were so thankful that we were providing information, uh, quickly, readily available. And, and that was really us acting as a curator of content. We weren't creating everything we put out there. We were curating it from our partners, from our members. Um, it became really important for us to tap into attorneys, CPAs, you know, other than, you know, of course we were in contact with the SBA and that sort of thing, but getting that information and putting it together, I wasn't writing at all. They were submitting some of that information. Um, and we found that it was a really valuable member benefit that I don't think we we realized or we didn't maximize it before. Absolutely. So can you share some examples with us? Of, you mentioned through the pandemic of getting in contact with CPAs and attorneys and obviously SBA, um, maybe in more normal times, what would be <laughs> you know some examples of... Um, stories that were highlighted or types of businesses maybe that you reached out to that added value to your membership and um, just kind of how you go about that with curating curating the content. Yeah, sure. Um, So normal times, let's hope that we get to experience normal times again. Um, I think it's about knowing your membership first and foremost. So I can tell you from our membership that, you know, quite a bit of them are small to medium sized businesses. And so they do not have, a lot of them don't have a marketing professional on staff. Um, so we know that when we address marketing topics on a, you know, small for smaller businesses, uh, marketing topics, it's always a hit because uh, business owners are interested in knowing how to promote their business, but it's not necessarily their area of expertise. So um, we have, we've partnered, this is easy pickings, by the way, if you partner with some of your marketing firms, your um, public relations agencies, because they know how to do this, they know how to write an article that isn't salesy, and that's key. You don't want it to be salesy, or no one's going to read it. Um, so they know how to write basically it's native content, it's advertising. And um, so they'll put together topics about, you know, how can you effectively tell a story using video on your social media account or, you know, things, little tips and tricks or tools you can use 
um, that are free or have very little cost associated with them. So that's easy. And like I said, you know, turning to your attorney's um, employment law is always something easy. And a lot of those larger firms, they have someone in marketing in their department who's already writing these pieces, just ask their permission to post it to your chamber website and share with your members. They love it. They get exposure. Yeah, absolutely. So you had mentioned when you started there at the chamber, you guys added the news page under the website. Mm-hmm. Um, since we are on an audio format, can you kind of explain what how that page functions? How are you going about sharing these stories? Is it all video-based? Is it article. It sounds like you have some articles as well. So how do you go about sharing these stories? Sure. So it's mostly in article form. Um, There are a couple of tools out there actually where you can turn your articles, your blog posts um, into videos. Um, So that's one of the ways we can do it. So we post it in its, in its original form, it's an article. And in most cases, it's posted to the website. Um, and then they're tagged by topics so that our members can search. And that's just using WordPress. They have, you know, you can use those tools to do that. And then from there, we share it on our different communication platforms. So our e-newsletter goes out to our membership and we'll, ta- we'll uh, include it there. We've, we've found that sharing on LinkedIn, which is our best social media platform, has been useful. Um, and then, like I said, sometimes you can turn it into another format. So we'll either turn it into one of those videos where it's uh, images and it has, you know, text that you can post to social media, or we'll go out and interview the member and, and add a little video element to share on social media. Um, but that's the beauty of it. You can take the kernel of an idea and turn it into a bunch of different um mediums to tell the story and share it in different ways and get some extra traction from it. Yeah. I love being able to repurpose content in in multiple (laughs) ways. Right. And and when you think about it, you know, some people might be hesitant on repurposing content, but everybody, you know, they digest content so differently. So some are going to strictly do social media. Some are going to read your articles. Some are sitting on YouTube, you know, and that's their, Mm -hmm. their main source. Um, some are podcasts. So it's just, there's no shame in, in oh, repurposing no. content at all, or even just snippets to kind of pique that, that interest. So they kind of click through and, and see the rest of the content. I think so. you're absolutely right. I, I honestly believe you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't tell the same story in different ways and different formats, because like you said, you're not reaching the same audience with every communication channel you use. So um, I think there's opportunity and you really should be repurposing it and then cross promoting. Um, you know, you could use your social media post to be just a tease. Um, or, you know, we have a quarterly magazine, so I'll do longer form articles in that print magazine. Um, and I'll do a shorter version of it on the website as, as an article or blog post. So I, I, I think you're absolutely right. You're doing yourself a disservice if you think that you can't repurpose content. Absolutely. Um, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but it sounds like from the, um, article form, you had mentioned going to the, the video format. Do you know the name of the tool? It sounded like maybe it's a more automated kind of a thing where you can take the text yes. and it does something. Oh my goodness. Say that's what I didn't mean. To yeah, I know, but I, want to, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have even brought it up if I couldn't tell you which, um, what the name of it is. Um, let me figure that out and I will 
You know what? We will put it in the show notes for this episode. So anybody listening, can you they do can, that? Look yep, at you. You're we'll, so we'll link good. it in the show notes. So just I will look at it. I couldn't remember. We use so many tools. I couldn't remember off the top of my head. But um, I, if you don't follow, her name is my nerdy BFF. Is that her yeah. name? Were you familiar yeah, with Beth. her? Beth Z. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, she's yeah. fantastic, and she's actually how I was turned on to that tool. And it will automatically take your blog post from your website and turn it into a video. Now you can edit it, and there's a free version, so I don't even pay for it. Awesome. And then you can post it to social and link back to your website, so you're driving traffic to the site. So awesome. If yeah, that's a good tip. Get on her newsletter because she's fantastic. I love yeah. her. Yeah. In fact, she was she was a guest on the podcast way back oh, when I she? first started. She was somewhere in the top ten of of the interviews I did. I, when I started, I kind of had the top ten people I wanted to as I started yeah. off, mainly people that I knew. But yeah, she was one of them, and and she came on. That's a good pick. So yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> I love that. She's great. Yep. So we'll we'll figure out what that is and put it in the show notes for this. I'll episode find it. I promise. Can, can look that up. Um, so I, I love, so the, the repurposing the content, the automated tools, um, what kind of feedback are you getting from members as you're tapping into their stories? What are you, what are you hearing? What are you seeing? What are the, well, I would say it's twofold. So on the side of the members, I was really struggling. I don't know if other chamber professionals deal with this, but I was really struggling when I first started with members who wanted to meet with me and expected me to do their marketing for them. Mm-hmm. And at first I was really frustrated by it because I was trying to draw that line of, no, I work for the chamber. I market the chamber and I will give you, you know, I'm happy to meet with you and give you tools and tips. Um, but then I realized why are they asking me to do that? And, and I saw that there was an opportunity to provide more marketing and promotional and exposure opportunities through the chamber for those members who didn't have the tools internally to do so. And so that's when we started weaving these things into our membership tiers. And I will tell you, those requests have all but stopped. I don't get asked to market for our members any longer because when they need help marketing, I have a whole kit of member benefits I can hand to them. This is one of them. Submit an article. It doesn't, it's not a lot of effort. And and I will give you examples to show you how to do it well. Um, So the feedback from our members who are looking for exposure has been fantastic and it's taken a load off of me personally. Um, And then the feedback from our members who are receiving the information has been great because we're, we're not um, pigeonholing ourselves to the kind of content we can, we can provide them. And I think that's us letting go of, I don't have to create every nugget that goes out there. Um, and it's really been, like I said, it's a, it's a thought change from, we are not just content creators. We are also content curators and it's okay to share things that are useful to our members that we didn't create. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that whole concept of going from a one-to-one marketing service to the uh-huh. one-to-many. And, <laughs> and as you were given that explanation, I was thinking that is why companies have the FAQ page on their on their websites. You know, those frequently asked questions is they yes. get bombarded with the same question over and over. So let's put them all in one place. You get asked a question, you can direct somebody to that that resource. Yes. So you're creating a whole suite of resources um, 
with it's a much nicer form of a FAQ. So, <laughs> oh, you're absolutely right. And, and we did create a page on our website. I know a lot of chambers do this and, but we didn't, we did not have a page on our site that was strictly, how can you promote your business through the chamber? So we put a page on the website and did it by membership tier. So I could meet with a member and say, well, what are your goals? And then say, here are the options I suggest for you. Um, so it's, you, I, li- I like the way you put it. It's not a one-to-one, it's a one-to-many. And, and I've given them the tools to do it themselves. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I'm curious on your, your content schedule. Um, are you doing something weekly, daily, monthly, just as it comes up? How, how do you go about putting the content out there? <laughs> You're making me tired just asking that question. <laughs> it's, it's so hard. Anyone who does marketing and communications for a chamber, I'm sure understands it is so hard to keep up with the schedule. Um, we never are digging for content. It, we are drinking from a fire hose. And I think it's once you start that mindset that you're always looking for a story idea, um, they're everywhere. So our calendar for social media, um, I've shifted some of the roles of our staff. I have someone who is pretty much full-time on social media. He does some other things, but so he's posting multiple times a day to different platforms. Um, as far as these articles, um, we've actually branded them voice of business. Um, those are as they come in. And I would say it's, you know, maybe once a month that we're posting for a member. That's kind of these expert articles. Um, but we're, we're just, it, it, we're constantly creating and repurposing content um, and plugging it into the different vehicles we have available to us. Yeah. So you had mentioned the different platforms. Um, not that I need you to go through all the platforms that you use, but do you have <laughs> a different a thought process on what goes where as far as, you know, what goes on LinkedIn versus Facebook versus a blog? Um, what's some of your thoughts behind that? Just, I see a lot of people just, you know, they produce one piece of content and they put it out everywhere in the same format for good or bad. So I'm just curious to, to get your, your input on that. Yeah. So I use, um, I would say a couple of different thoughts. First is you have to understand who the audience is on each communication channel. Um, So a good example of that is like Twitter. We don't use Twitter a whole lot, but I'll tell you why we keep Twitter. It's because that's where our political audience base is. And, And we do have an advocacy team here. We have three lobbyists on staff. So when we do anything advocacy related, I make sure we post it to Twitter. And those are quick little bites. Um, and then the flip side of that is think about what is the best way to tell that story? I don't have to tell it in every single way. I know how to tell a story, but if it's something that's more featurey and long form, then I'll do a longer form article with images and put it in our magazine. If it's something that's very visual and, you know, there are moving parts and it's more exciting, like our generation date and day, when our young professionals go out and do service projects, well, I'll do that in a video probably because it's, it's more visual and we can tell the story better in that way. Um, so I, I would say it's two parts, know your audience. So, you know, where you're sending it out and then think about the story and what's the best way to tell it. And that's when I can tap into my journalism background a little bit. Yeah. I love that answer. Knowing, knowing who the audience is in those different platforms. And, and I think maybe, maybe it's related or maybe another step further is think about when they're using it too. Oh yeah. Um, Because if, if they're using it at a time where they are distracted or they're just using, 
whatever the social platform is, maybe as a distraction, mm-hmm. are they really in a place to engage with what the right. chamber has to put out? So it's just something to think about. Maybe it is more of a bite-sized, you know, generate interest kind of a nugget then um, yeah. as you try to explore those those avenues. You're right. And, and we, I'm a big data person. So use the data to guide you. And that's why I wanted someone who was spending more time on social, because I didn't want to just be throwing spaghetti at the wall and hope it sticks. Um, so he's pulling those analytics and he's really digging into them and looking at what's working and what's not. And we do some experimentation to see what's going to grab the most attention and what's going to get that engagement that we're looking for. Right. And as soon as you find something that works, it'll change again next month. So. <laughs> or the way they measure it. Don't you just love, I mean, right. Facebook is probably the worst. They're yeah. constantly changing the way they measure things. So that's, that's right. hard to keep up with. <laughs> <laughs> well, Holly, I would like to ask if you might have one tip or action item that we can uh, suggest for chamber champions listening that they can take and maybe implement at their chamber to help take them up to the next level. Sure. I would say for anyone who, you know, when you think about telling stories, not everyone has that experience of of being a journalist and looking for story ideas. And so I would say the biggest takeaway is to listen to your members. I make a point to go out and meet with them. And I I really listen to what they have to say. And I, I try to walk out of there and say, what are one or two things that I can take away from that conversation of of what our member is dealing with or facing that I can turn into a nugget of information? Who can I tap into to provide information to help our fellow members who are in that position? And that's a story idea. That's a content, you know, a a little piece of content. Um, So I think it's all about just consciously listening when you talk to your members especially if there's a trend in those responses mm-hmm. that you're getting that tells you that there's a, a, a need for whatever right. it is that they're talking about. It's some, that's something we're focusing on with our new leadership is remaining nimble. We don't have to do things just because we've always done them. We need to constantly ask ourselves when we hear things from members, if we're hearing a trend, are we addressing it? Right. Um, do we need to drop something so that we can get on whatever issue they're facing? Yeah. That's become more, more apparent to us with the pandemic going on. Absolutely. So. Yeah. So I'd like to ask everyone I have on the show, this question is we're all uh, curious and interested in the future. Um, how do you see <laughs> the future of chambers of commerce and their purpose going forward? That's a great question. I would say that we have become more of a business concierge. Um, I, I think the chambers of old where you join just to join um, are a thing of the past. I think that we have to be really responsive to the needs of our business members. And here at our chamber, that has translated into more of an old school approach. We are making it a priority that we are visible and being meeting with our members and listening to them and then trying to solve their problems for them because that's part of what we do as a chamber of commerce. So um, I think we're going back to that business concierge model. I love it. I think that's a a good, good response. (laughs) (laughs) I did my best. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wanted to give you an opportunity to put out any contact information for anyone listening who might want to connect with you or see how you guys are doing things there at the Dayton chamber. What would be the best way for someone to reach out and connect with you? Sure. Well, email is probably best. 
Um, so my email address is H Allen. It's H A L L E N as in Nancy at D A C C. So that's like Dayton area chamber of commerce.org. And I will get that in our show notes for this episode, as well as the tool to create the automated I, Yes, video. I, I will find that tool. Yeah. We will get it. <laughs> it's great. So, so I'll find it. So the show notes will be at, at chamberchatpodcast.com slash episode 146. But Holly, thank you so much for spending time with me today here on Chamber Chat Podcast. I think you provided a lot of value and given a lot of fodder for uh, those listening to, to think about and see how they might maybe readdress the way that they are doing their, their marketing communication approach. So thank well, you. I hope so. Thank you so much for having me. And I look forward to, I hope I hear from other um, chamber experts out there because I would love to hear what they're doing as well. So thanks for this opportunity. This has been fun. If you are a chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry. Would you be interested in creating even more value from the processes that you're already doing on a daily basis? Swipe It has been one of my sponsors for Chamber Chat from the beginning. Swipe It provides credit card payment solutions that will save your chamber up to 40% on your processing fees, and Swipe It can integrate your credit card processing seamlessly into your existing membership software. Swipe It does not charge chambers to switch, and they will make switching simple. In addition to these savings, Swipe It has an affinity program for Chambers of Commerce, so you can earn more non-dues revenue to support your budget. Learn more about Swipe It by requesting your free cost savings analysis and become more profitable today by visiting chamberchatpodcast.com slash cc, as in credit card. Again, that's chamberchatpodcast.com slash cc, and you can join many other chambers as you begin swiping with Swipe It.